Okay, warriors, you are listening to Unqualified Therapists. Remember, stay wild and weird. Hey, warriors, this is Amy. And I'm Sarah. We are the hosts of The Unqualified Therapist. We are not here to give you advice. We are here to tell you our stories, share your stories, and bring on the professionals from time to time. Mental health is complicated, and we know that from our personal experience. We believe in professional therapy. Both Sarah and I use that on our own healing journeys. But we also know it isn't one size fits all. The stigma surrounding mental illness can make us feel alone. We are not alone. You are not alone. And you're listening to The Unqualified Therapist Sync. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of The Unqualified Therapist. Ooh, ooh. Yes, it's back. <laughs> We're back together in person. Yes. So thankful for that. So nice to see each other's faces. Um, we are so happy that you guys enjoyed the last episode on rest. Yeah. And I've learned a lot. Learned a lot. And um, hopefully putting some of that into practice. I didn't do as good as I should have. I didn't do as good as I should have. However, I did better than I had been doing. I made improvements. Okay. So that's a step in the right direction. It is. It is. And as I researched for boundaries, which is today's topic, mm-hmm. I was hit again with the fact that I need to get off my damn phone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that is gonna that is like a vice worse than smoking. <laughs> like dude, for real. Like it might be the hardest thing in the world to quit. I think um, you might be right. Yeah, it's definitely an addiction that is very hard to quit. Maybe I, I'm not even on it's not even the social media aspect of it for me anymore. Mine is more like distracting games and yeah. things like that. Yeah. There's a lot behind why we do it now and I need to uncover that and get it gone Mm -hmm. as much as possible so yeah anyways we are so happy to have you back we wanted to discuss before we jumped into our chat for today a little bit about our patreon yeah we are loving our community over there and the people that we have we thank you all so much again it's been a while since we've said a little public thank you. So yeah, we sent you some yeah. thank yous in the mail, but we haven't publicly thanked you. We are forever grateful because you have supported us almost from day one mm-hmm. and truly, 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 we could not put this together and put this out for you guys without our Patreons. Yes. So this is a passion project right now. Fortunately, unfortunately, mm-hmm. however you want to look mm-hmm. at it, we are we are working towards figuring out how to make it um, something a little bit, you know, more not out of pocket. <laughs> I was going to say profitable, but that's not even no, like close no, to no, where no. we're at right now. Just no. 
So uh, we could use your help. And we know that you guys are still enjoying the podcast because you're still listening and you're sending us all these lovely messages. And you are reaching out and helping us out with some of our content on um, Instagram and Facebook stories. But we could really use your help over on Patreon. Yeah. And we've got some fun stuff um, in the works for it. So it'll be it'll be good. I mean, we've had some pretty cool stuff. We had a reading. Everybody was able to get like, you know, a 10 minute reading with our friend Amy, who is super gifted in that area and learned a lot about our lives there. Um, You are our Patreons are the only people who have our stickers right now. Uh huh. Uh huh. Our brand new amazing stickers. You can't even get those online. And, you know. In the best of months, you will get extra episodes. Yes. I have to say, like a little personal note on those readings, I got one myself because Amy's amazing. And she's like, wow, yeah, let me pull a card for you. And and at the time, I thought what she was saying, I was like, no, that's not true for me. And, um... And, and it ended up being true. And and I just have to say, like, it's not something that I could have manifested. It's just like an actual not physical a, health problem. And it's also not like a good thing. So. No. <laughs> um, it's a physical health issue that she was like, are you having issues? I'll just tell you. It's not like a big deal or anything. Yeah. I'm not like, you know, I don't know, embarrassed or anything. She was like, are you having issues with your stomach? And I was like, no. And <laughs> she's like, oh, okay. I'm just seeing like a lot of pro- like, you're not okay. Like you're, you're sick. Yeah. And you guys about a week after that, I have been very, very ill in my stomach. Yeah. I've been having a lot of problems and it's just bananas how she knew before it even happened. Yeah. So yeah. now we're on the hunt to figure out what, what is heck's going on. What is happening. <laughs> But so those are some of the like cool things that we have available to our Patreons, our little exclusives like yes. that. So yeah, and really, for free for you. Oh yeah, as part of your membership. Yes, and we would love to go live on there a little bit more often as well. We are, you know, and if you have ideas of what you want to see, what you want to see on there, what do you want to get? Like, what do you want to do? Um, we are more than well, like more than open to yeah. your ideas. But more than anything, you are supporting our work towards ending the stigma against mental illness and, men- and you know, supporting mental health. And that is the reason we started the podcast. And that is why we are still here. Yeah. Hopefully giving, our butts, right. trying to um, help the world a little bit. Give a safe space for story sharing and uh, give a, a spot to help people feel a community a sense of community, yes. a sense of safety and being able to know that what you're going through is not abnormal and that you're not alone and that there are people out there feeling and thinking the same things and we're here for one another. We're all yes. here to support each other. Yes. So I think that sometimes like when I listen to podcasts, I'm like, I don't even know what the hell you're talking about with Patreon. <laughs> so it's just basically you're going to go to patreon.com um, backslash unqualified therapist Inc. Yes. And you can choose $5 a month, $10 a month or $20 a month, depending upon your level of comfort there in terms of supporting us. And you put in payment and then you have the ability to get into Patreon, which is another website that, well, is that what we would think? Like another 
site. Yeah, it's a site. It's, it's a another little site you can have an app. Have. There is an app. Yeah. So um, often we will drop episodes there before we drop them to everyone else. You know, again, we are open to ideas on what you want to see there. We have some freebies in terms of wallpapers and some um, gratitude Gratitude journals journals. Mm -hmm. that you can print out. So take a look and, you know, some yoga stuff, some card readings. I mean, we've got all kinds of little fun things on there. Meditations. I think I have a class on there. You have a meditation on there. Um, So we would love to have you join us and support us and be a part of this journey. It would be greatly appreciated. Even $5 a month goes a long way in supporting our um, cause here. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And then be on the lookout. We have some other things coming your way. And, uh, you know, maybe our Patreons will get them for free. That would be kind of fun. Yeah. Um, a how to start a podcast. Yep. A how to support someone when someone dies. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I'm just going to put it bluntly. Yep. Bluntly, like when someone dies, what do you do? Because, you know, we haven't talked much about it, but listen, guys. <laughs> So Sarah's mom dies and I'm like the queen of grief, unfortunately. And I'm like, what the fuck do I do? <laughs> like, that's literally my first yeah, thought. It's because so, when it's somebody close to you, it's like, it's so hard to yeah. be the support person. And, and so, you know, giving you a little bit of a cheat sheet. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's really hard to think of straight in those and non-helpful things. Yes. Helpful and non-helpful. Yeah. So, those things are in the works. <laughs> Do you want to pause? Wait, is the rumor in there? Yeah, so you can <laughs> hear my poor Crosley dog. <laughs> we had to pause for a second so I could take him outside. But we're back. We're back. <laughs> we're back and we are ready to jump right in. We are discussing boundaries for lots of reasons. One, we bring it up all the time. Yes, we do. Two, it came up with rest. Mm-hmm. And three, it's the holiday, holiday season. season. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> and gosh darn it, do you need boundaries <laughs> to survive? And perhaps you've never heard of them. And so I know I did it many years ago. So if you are someone who just does things because that's the way they've always been done. Yeah. Then you don't have your boundaries. Right. Well, I mean, it was kind of like this elusive word. You know, you're like, I know what boundaries are. Yeah. But do I? Do I set them? Do I have them? What does that even mean? And in my research, and I believe Sarah's, we found all sorts of definitions of boundaries Mm -hmm. that mean similar things. Yeah. But not one, um, not one like that, that is, so we'll give you a few of them. Okay. So one definition is, uh, by Dr. Tara Quinn Cirillo. Mm -hmm. And it says as human beings, we have our own thoughts, memories, and lived experiences. And sometimes that can become very blurred with someone else's. So boundaries are healthy for helping you identify and keep that space. I like that. And it just, to me, it felt a little bit like helping you not become like blurred or meshed with something that doesn't even belong to you. Yeah. I Feelings think, and emotions. Yeah. Way. I think that the best thing that when I was reading that helped me just understand 
how they what they are wasn't necessarily a um, definition mm-hmm. but it was just um, a, th- a thing in an article on positivepsychology.com it just said poor poor boundaries lead to resentment anger and disappointment and so it just helps me to to understand like we can't get upset if we've never communicated our boundaries to someone yes. and i what you just read is the reason i can do boundaries without feeling so bad right because in the end i'm going to be pissed off at you right because if you didn't I don't respect set this boundary. A boundary that I never like communicated. Exactly. So <laughs> another thing is what you're you're teaching people what's okay, what's not okay. Exactly. Yeah. So what is an okay way to treat me and what is not an okay mm-hmm. way to treat me? There were a few quotes too, because that's sort of how like my brain works. If I can get a like something that's um life you know life adjacent (laughs) experience whatever um there's an unknown quote that's out there that I've heard a bunch but just really kind of settled in for me when talking about boundaries and that is what you allow is what will continue yeah and that's um a big thing I think for me in parenting a lot yes um but when I was thinking about my relationship with Randy as well um it's huge there too um, Anne Lamott, her one of her quotes is my girl. Yeah, no is a complete sentence. Mm-hmm. So I do love that. Yeah, um, it seems that all of um, our girls are big on boundaries. Yeah, it's a huge re- part of life. That I, I think- re-listened to Glennon Doyle's um, episode on her podcast about boundaries. Now, her boundaries, she'll even admit, are um, hard and fast. And yeah. she said at the end, she overdid it on boundaries and now has no friends. <laughs> <laughs> so she's like, don't do that. <laughs> yeah, I came a lot acro- across a lot of that, too, saying, like, you want to have boundaries that you are that you feel strongly about, but you also don't want to have them so rigid that you're putting up walls around you and blocking everyone and everything out yeah and I and I think that one of multiple times I came across this is being clear and knowing why yes so asking yourself why right is this a boundary and then knowing your reasons and then believing that you deserve that boundary yeah because it's not if the pushback comes Mm -hmm. it's when the pushback comes exactly because you're upsetting the the apple cart that's the such what? an old person phrase, upsetting the apple cart. <laughs> I've never even heard that. Oh my God, Amy. You senior citizen, you. Oh my God, I'm so old. <laughs> you're upsetting the status quo. The How status about quo. that? Okay. There we go. We'll yeah, go with that. That you're I can up- understand. You're upsetting the status quo. <laughs> you are saying, no, I am not going to go to four people's houses on Christmas and drag my children just because that's what we've always done. I'm sorry. Still a great movie, though. For oh, Christmases. That's a different situation, <laughs> but yes. That stresses me out. Like, I can't do that, you know, or whatever. So it's going to upset somebody. It's going to piss somebody off. And one of the things that I'm working on so hard is that not everyone likes me. Yeah, <laughs> because you have boundaries. <laughs> and I, I there's a lot of reasons, but yeah, that's one of them. But it is. That's, I want all the people to like no, me, Sarah. I, and you can't, but you can't. I know. They don't. You can't. I know and they you don't. Have to and be that's okay. okay with that. That's okay. And you have to be okay with that. Yes. And I, I come back to some quotes. 
Okay, let's because get... this one really, really hit me hard. Um, Phil Good, uh, who's a mu- musician, has a I quote. Be like, feel good. And I was feel like, okay, good. I do. No, his name Phil. Phil. <laughs> <laughs> um, when someone oversteps your boundaries, they're letting you know that what you want doesn't matter. Oh yeah. Yikes. I was like, oh, oh, yikes! Mic drop, man. And it's it's very true when you think about what boundaries are and why we have them. Yes. And then why people cross them or how people cross them. So I have over the years set up a lot of boundaries that I have continuously allowed people to cross. And so then when I became more strict about it and was like, you you can't cross this boundary with me anymore. um, That's where disagreements, arguments, rifts and families start to happen Um, So it's just, we're going to talk a little bit about how to deal with that. Yeah. And the thing with boundaries are you're not forcing someone to do anything. Right. You're not forcing them to change their ways. You're not giving them an ultimatum. You are just no longer participating. Yes. And so you have to like understand that and really feel that this is for you. This has nothing to do about with them right so let's just say someone is yelling for me that's a trigger with a lot of trauma Mm -hmm. I can't do it I'm working through it I know some people get excited and they yell well I just can't yeah so I walk away Mm -hmm. and if you follow me then I'm going to like leave again right and and I'm going to just remove myself from the situation because a boundary is I can't handle yelling Mm mm-hmm Do you communicate that to the person? Yes. Okay. To say like yelling is not a part of my communication. Yeah. Yelling cannot be a part of my family. It just can't because of the trauma that we have experienced. Sure. And it's, there's so much of it's unhealed. Mm -hmm. And I realize that, you know, that, that doesn't, you know, necessarily mean that all yelling is bad. Right. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that like, even if like I hear someone scream like, and it's not a fight, it's not an anger or anything like that. And I'm out in public. I like jump. Right. So I'm not Mm -hmm. saying like everybody has to stop yelling. (laughs) I am saying that if you want to yell, you want to raise your voice, you want to be authoritative. I can't hear it. Mm -hmm. There's, it's just, that's my boundary. Yeah. I will talk about hard things. I will... Mm -hmm admit my wrongs over and over (laughs) but I can't handle that so you know they were this Julia Christina she's a counselor uh, she was talking about how you just walk away yeah you just don't participate and it is not about it's your request it is not about you controlling them right right exactly yeah and I think so a good place to start is to figure out what you want and I think sometimes that's hard for I mean, it's hard for me. I think because that's part of the hardest part. Yeah. Part of the hardest part. <laughs> part, part of the hardest part. part. What you want from your relationships at work, what you want with your yeah. romantic partners, what you want with your kids, what you want with your family, your friends. So what do you want and what are you willing to accept and what's a hard no? Right. Because you can't be too rigid or you're going to have no friends. Exactly. <laughs> you're going to live a lonely life. Build up the brick walls. Box yourself in. But you also need to 
have people that resentment and that bitterness that can happen later Mm -hmm. you know that's like saying um that's also your own brick wall prison oh it's awful i think that's that's so bad but that's like um if i ask you to do something and you say it's no problem Mm -hmm. but you're like fucking hey i don't want to do this yeah and then you get grumpy with me about it or vice versa yeah yeah because it happens vice versa uh it could happen any which direction i was just saying that because of where we're sitting yeah (laughs) so you can't you can't take that responsibility because that person said we talked about this uh with randy about how like i want to know his boundaries yes because i you know want to make sure that he's not like resenting me right exactly you know (laughs) he's not so uh yeah i mean you just you have to set it or you're gonna be grumpy yeah his boundaries are emotional um they don't have to do with like taking responsibility on from what he and i have learned from one another yeah um so dr joaquin selva Uh, says setting healthy boundaries is a crucial part of life and an important aspect in any self-care practice someone who's not used to setting boundaries might feel guilty or selfish when they first start out but setting boundaries is is necessary for mental health and well-being and appropriate boundaries can look very different depending on the setting and it's important to set them in all aspects of one life one's life so there are so many different types of boundaries oh my gosh each article each like video everything yeah. had seven here five here right. ten there and like maybe two of them crossed, crossed over. over yeah <laughs> so what are this what are some of the types of boundaries that you came across oh well i mean i think that the basic boundaries that we both had or we both saw was physical sexual intellectual emotional and financial mm-hmm. and you know those are i i think they're kind of self-explanatory right so you know, I never really thought about physical boundaries until you were talking about like the privacy part, mm-hmm. you know, like yeah. that's, that's some, cause I was like, well, physical, I mean, that's like not anything I would really, you know, I, actually that's, that's not true. There should, are, so I should step back because I don't like to be touched I was, very often. Yes. I was going to say you are not like, so before COVID, I was a big hugger. Yeah. Like when I would first even meet people, yeah. I would hug. And, but you have to make sure that the other person that you're yes. going to hug is okay with being hugged. Yes. So that's like a physical boundary. And I've seen like a, a lot of different, like even on sitcoms and stuff where yeah. people are like, oh no, I'm not a hugger. I'm a. Yeah. Yeah. And and it's really not about like, I do love hugs. It's more about, that sounds like Olaf. Um, <laughs> it's more about being um, over stimulated in terms of like touch and yeah. like that sort of stuff. But For that's sure. a whole different topic. So yeah. So just making sure maybe that they're in the right space at that point mm-hmm. in their brain that they can handle physical contact. Yeah. So there's those types of boundaries, but then there's also like the guys, this gets gets into some science okay <laughs> not really <laughs> there's like, um, other types of, of boundaries too so you can create rigid boundaries like we were saying that oh, yeah. can be like too much um you can create porous boundaries that are too like fluid um and then there are healthy boundaries so i just have some examples like a rigid boundary would be avoiding intimacy and close relationships um someone who's unlikely to ask for help Um, Because they've created a boundary for themselves in that way. 
Um, rigid boundaries can cause uh, people to have few close relationships. Uh, can be very protective of personal information, which can be good in some senses. Um, people with rigid boundaries may seem detached, uh, even with the romantic partners. And I know that I kind of will float in and out of that. And then keeping others at a distance to avoid the possibility of rejection. So that's a boundary that you're creating as a protection oh, for yourself. All, everything you've you've said, I've done all of those. It's 100% out of hurt. Yeah. And protection. Mm-hmm. And trauma. Yeah. You don't come out of the womb like being like, I don't want have a relationship with yeah. anybody, you know? <laughs> you've been you've been done dirty or something. Yeah. Life has hurt you. Yes. So I know growing up, I had very porous boundaries. Like when I read read these examples, I was like, holy shit, this is like so little Sarah. Overshares personal personal information. Oh. Difficulty saying no to the requests of others. Mm-hmm. Over-involved with others' problems. Dependent on the opinions of others. Accepting abuse um, or disrespect. And fears rejection if you don't comply with others. This was yes. like my entire childhood and adolescence. For sure. Wow. So like life happens and then you... And then I went the opposite direction and had some rigid boundaries. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A lot of that too is is what I'm... It's funny how similar we are, um, how I was growing up and yeah. how it was this the way that I, it's it's a people pleaser. Mm-hmm. I think that those things happen a lot in in your like teen years too, just because of like peer pressure and like wanting to be accepted and yeah that kind of phase of life. But then we've got the healthy boundaries. And that's where you value your own opinions. And I know that that sounds like something that's like very self, like, I don't know, like you'd be like, well, duh, I value my own opinions. They're my own opinions. But if you think about it, if you're too, if you're like wishy-washy on things because you want to please other people, sometimes you're not valuing your own opinions. Like you have to value it so much that you are like, I believe this. These are the reasons why I believe this. And I'm staying here. Yeah. I'm standing with this. Yes. Um, you don't compromise your values for others Mm -hmm. and you know that's a slippery slope once you let that happen Um, you share your personal information but you do it in an appropriate way and you don't over or under share Mm -hmm. Um, I actually learned that from my husband he's the one who's taught me a lot about (laughs) oversharing he's like you're sharing too many details just when it would come to things like trying to exercise my boundaries he's like you don't need to share that many details Sarah all you have to say is I'm not able to do that yes the end they don't need to know the entire reason right because then they could come back and tell you like yeah I'll watch your kids exactly right right right. (laughs) he's like no you just need to just give give the answer thank you I'm like okay um, uh, also a healthy boundary is knowing your personal wants and needs and communicating them and then accepting when others say no to you. Yeah. So that's a healthy boundary too. So it's a huge part of boundaries are being able to respect others ones that they've shared with you. Yeah. Yeah. It is, um, it is hard to say no and sometimes it's hard to hear no. Yeah. Yeah. And you, I was telling Sarah some of this blended with uh, being an empath and the fact that I feel and have felt my whole life responsible for everyone's feelings, Mm -hmm. the whole room, Mm -hmm. 
and I will hold back my own opinions. I will try to like force harmony. Yeah. I will try to play all these roles. I will do all these things to try to like I wish you guys could see me now, but I'm like, I don't even know what I'm doing. Holding things Puzzle up. pieces. Like, I'm, holding, just like, yeah. I'm like, just, you know, trying to make sure that everything stays intact, you know, that everyone's happy. And so that's like, you know, people pleasers, peacekeepers. And that is not my responsibility. No, but that also comes from years of the relationship yes. that you experienced. Yes. So that was like your life. That was your role as a wife and mother. Oh, yeah. Um, For so many years. So was to keep the peace. Was to keep the peace. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And because I am just now learning who I am, Mm -hmm. which is a huge part about boundaries. If you don't have self-awareness and you don't know who you are as a person, you can't set boundaries. Nope. So because of that, this all kind of goes together with everything we've been saying. I became enmeshed with my partner. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Therefore... His illness was my illness. Yeah. His right. mood was my mood. Right. Um, his happiness was my happiness and vice versa. And so there's this, then you become codependent, which yeah. is an unhealthy, very unhealthy way mm-hmm. to have a relationship. Yeah. And so, you know, and t- but you know, that happens sometimes when you grow up together. And by that, I don't mean like grow up as kids. I'm saying like grow up as adults yeah. together yeah. and then have all these traumatic things happen. And so you're trauma bound. And yeah. like, I mean, we could get into all sorts of reasoning, but the thing is, is I'm such a, I'm separate now. Mm-hmm. Like I'm Amy. I know who I am. I know what I want. I know what I can accept and what I can't. And because of that, I have a very different, uh, almost deeper relationship with Mike. Yeah. Because it's, they're they're they exist they coexist but they're not like cohabitating yeah yeah (laughs) that makes sense no it does and it goes along with um the steps of how to create healthy boundaries that's the very first one is self-awareness yeah and so it's um this information is coming um from self-help alliance they have a workbook on building better boundaries um what I will say is that I you can I will put the link in for this information in the show notes. Um, so when you're just looking at the description of the show, if you click show more, it'll bring down all kinds of links and things that we put in there for you. But this I will put in. It's a 60 page workbook. Um, there's a lot of information in there. I, I have to say that there are some things and I because I just want to make sure that I'm being totally transparent with you that I don't agree with necessarily. Okay. Um, and so uh, I did pull the things that I felt were very across the board when doing the research that kind of matched up with a bunch of different mm-hmm. resources that I that I was going through. So this is from the Self-Help Alliance. Uh, step one is self-awareness. And the first step to set boundaries is that self-awareness so what it tells you to do is to pay attention to the situations when you're low on energy Mm. when you start to get that butterflies in your stomach but not the good kind of like I'm seeing somebody I'm excited about but that like oh I feel so anxious like what is this feeling about um or that feeling where you're like I want to cry right now but I have no clue like why do I want to cry right now and if you identify those areas and those times um and identify where you need more space, where you need more self-respect, more energy, or personal powers. That's the very first step. And my favorite girl in the world, 
I say girl, woman, researcher, Brene Brown, um, talks about that. She gives like a little quick thing on boundaries, but she, uh, she has a mantra that she says when somebody's asking her to do something that she knows she wants to say no to. Yeah. And she says, choose discomfort over resentment over and over in her head. Yeah. <laughs> choose discomfort over resentment, choose discomfort over resentment to try to talk herself into being yeah. able to say no. And if you like watch her, she has like a little short video um, where she talks about how she's like, you know, you've all had those moments where your voice gets all high and squeaky and you're like, sure, I'll do that for you. <laughs> She's like, so I'm trying to avoid the high squeaky voice and make a choice that is critical for my well-being, even if it's not easy, is what she says. So, I mean, think about that cycle, though, of you don't ask for help Mm -hmm. because you don't want to put somebody out. Yep. And then they say yes, but then they resent the shit out of you for it. Yep. And then that relationship's all jacked. Yep. And it's all because you asked for help. (laughs) Yeah. So how much better would the world be if we asked for help and really opened that up to an honest place of like that person can say yes or no. Yes. And then that person has the responsibility. Right. To say no if they can't do it. Yeah. If any of you ask me to cook you a meal, no. (laughs) I'll get you a DoorDash gift card. I will get you a DoorDash (laughs) gift card. I will PayPal you money. But no, that's too much stress on me. I mm-hmm. cannot do that. I will not do that. Yeah. It is a lot of stress. Well, no, but for some people it's not. That's not the, the point is, is like for me as a person, my boundary is I will not cook Yeah, for you or for anyone. Yeah. No, I, I am just recognizing that as well because I have a food allergy. Oh, yeah. I know that like asking someone to cook is a huge stressful thing yes. that I don't do. I, yeah. that's a boundary. I won't ask you to cook me something and I won't usually then even in the reciprocate or in the receiving of it. You're like, Oh God, can I eat it? I don't exactly. know. Cause then I'm like, this. Oh, then I'm like, did you, did, are you sure it's gluten free? Are you sure? Did you use flour? <laughs> like all these <laughs> things like, you know, and then I'm stressing over it, but it's yeah. So that's a, a boundary of receiving that I have too, where I'm like, please don't send me food. Yeah. I, I love the effort. I love that. Like, you thought of me in that in that way. Yes. My friends from college were amazing when my mom was in the ICU and they all pulled together and got me this like huge amount of money gift card for DoorDash so that we wouldn't have to cook meals, but also knowing like I have this food allergy and they didn't yeah. want to have to like take chances on that too because like that's the last thing you want is to be feeling sick when you're also trying to like well, navigate yeah, through this sure. really hard time in your life. So just, yeah. But there are some things that come easy to us. So you say that or you say yes to that or you offer that instead. But, you know, you don't have to be like, it's, I don't know. You you can, if you pick the things that you can do without being resentful, Mm -hmm. then the other person's going to enjoy it even more. Exactly. Like I will take your kids any day of the week. Like that's a bound, that's not a boundary I have. Like that's something that I am confident and comfortable in offering up as like a a thing that so if like you were to say to me like can you take Avery for the day like I need to do this or whatever that's something that I'm like yes absolutely but I just started I just (laughs) started to believe it but like if she said to me can you clean out my closet can you do my laundry I'd be like yep 
Absolutely. And see, that makes me go. Exactly. So it's I feel just, so like weird about asking stuff for that. Like, I like it just feels weird to me, like asking yeah. you to take my kids because that's a big deal to me. Right. Right. Because it's an opposite. Or like organizing your closet like calms me. Yeah. <laughs> that was the greatest thing that you could have ever done for me that day. She had, I had baskets full, laundry baskets full of clean clothes that needed to be put away. And she just did it in like. 30 minutes like I was astounded yeah like these were baskets this is embarrassing you guys they had been sitting there for months yeah but we saw Plural. how many cool clothes you have too <laughs> I was like oh hey that's where that's we got it all hung up <laughs> we got a lot of stuff off the hangers to go to I don't know oh my gosh Goodwill heaven I know um and, and you know it's been a long time when they're like totally out of season <laughs> and style <laughs> Like, it's been so long. But I also was like, That's can we please save this anymore. for Halloween next year? Yes. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Yeah. So, anyways, do what, do what you can. Offer what you can. Don't. And, oh, this is something I learned as I have been old. <laughs> Never, ever, ever expect anything in return. Oh, my gosh. Even uh, okay. your friendship. Like, do not do anything yeah. that you want reciprocated. Right. So Randy and I finished the morning show last night, and there was a line on there between Bradley Jackson and Alex Levy, that's Reese Witherspoon and, and Jennifer Aniston's characters, and they're on the phone with each other. And Bradley is like, t- she had stood up for Alex in this way, a, a very public way. And Alex was like, did you do that because I got you this job? And she was like, the, the line that she said after that, I was like, oh, that I am living up to that. She said, Alex, friendships don't have to be transactional. Yes. And I was like, yes. Boom. Mic drop. Yes. People need to remind. Remember that. They don't have to be transactional. Yes. It's not that you do this for me because I did this for it's you. It's not a tit for tat thing. It no. It cannot be. Or you'll forever, you'll forever be going back and forth. Feeling like, like you owe someone oh something. Oh my God. I'd rather just live alone. Exactly. <laughs> like, I'll just be Glennon over there. And Bye. that's why I think people don't ask for help because yes. they think if they ask for help, they're going to owe you something. But again, I think along with that is to, if somebody asks, so if you ask for help and then someone asks you for help in return, if it's within your capabilities and your boundaries, then you, then I feel like you should say yes then in that, in that sense. Um, Not as a transactional thing, but out of kindness, out of the fact that it is within your boundaries and it is within your capabilities and, you know. Yeah. Like, don't be selfish. But I mean. Again, I don't know. Then maybe you're just not a good, like, don't want to be somebody's friend. I don't know what person would. I will do anything that's within my boundaries. Yeah. Right. And by that, meaning, like, it will not be something that I get bitter about later. Exactly. And if it's going to, don't do it. If you are finding yourself feeling bitter over doing something for someone, that is a boundary you probably didn't know you had. Yes. Oh, that's a really good point. That's a good way. It just way kind to, of hit me. That's a really good way to <laughs> yeah, know. Yeah. If you're like muttering under your breath. Yeah. As you're like, I don't know, watching their kid or something. You're like, always yeah. with our kid, blah, 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 blah. That is not something you should have said yes to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Let them be mad at you for saying yeah, no. Yeah. Instead, and then you be in the right. I just now have a, a boundary that I know I have to remember now from now on because it's something I continuously say yes to and keep doing. And every time I do it, I'm like, motherfucker, why do I do this every <laughs> fucking time I do it? It has nothing to do with you. I just Is this an off air thing yes. you can tell me? Okay. <laughs> every single time. I'm like, oh, why do I keep saying yes? I mean, self-awareness is yep, good. Yep. It's good all the way around. Yeah. Um, so another part of that self-awareness that Brene Brown talks about is she uh, keeps a damn it diary. <laughs> I like that. I like that. <laughs> and so she um, and she says this whenever I'm marching around muttering cuss words under my breath, I grab my damn it diary and write what's going on. And she notices that she's most resentful when she's tired and overwhelmed, which yes. means she hasn't set proper boundaries. Yes. So the next step on here is to... Um, set simple but firm boundaries with a graceful and neutral tone so this is where i have don't a be an asshole yes i have a hard time though in the oversharing where i'm like trying to be like it's totally cool but it's all right i mean you don't have to but i mean can i give you like a thousand dollars to do that? yeah <laughs> like, where yeah. you're just like offering yeah. up how about a kidney can i just like <laughs> i'm really you can you can never talk to me again i don't know is that okay <laughs> like, <laughs> oh my gosh yeah. So it just talks about like it feels uncomfortable at first, but as you take care of yourself, the personal power you gain makes it easier with every time you do it. So use simple and direct language. So one of the examples they gave was to set an about a boundary with an angry person. So this is really good for you um, to say you may not yell at me. If you continue, I will leave the room. Oh, OK. And instead of just walking away. Instead of just walking away, <laughs> yes. Because they need to know, like, why are you walking away? Was it the thing that I said? Ah, uh, yes. Or was it how yes. I said it to you? It's yes. because I'm yelling. Um, so to say no to extra commitments, this is an example they gave. Mm. Um, although this is important to me, I need to decline to volunteer in order to honor my family's needs. Yep. And there's like, it's very simple. It's direct. You're not giving, you're not oversharing. See, I would be like, okay, so like, you know, Vian has this and, and then Willow, and then I have to take Willow here. And then I have to, <laughs> that's where Randy's like, honey, too much, <laughs> too, too much, much, too much to set a boundary with someone who's critical. I've had to do this before too. Um, to just say, it's not okay with me for yes. you to comment on my weight. Yes. I've actually had to say that specific sentence. Yes, <laughs> because it's, it was something that was happening continuously with one particular person in my life. Yeah. And I just had to say it's I didn't say wait. I said appearance. I was like, it is not OK with me for you to comment on my appearance. I just need you to stop commenting on my appearance, period. Yeah. And he's like, well, can't I tell you you look nice? And no. I was like, I had to say no because of the way that he was telling me that I looked nice involved my weight. And so it just wasn't, yes. it wasn't something I was comfortable with. Yeah. Yeah. So mm, that's like fun. you, I, I think, um, I've had to say before is not okay for you to make comments on my parenting. Ooh. Yeah. That's a good one. It's just not, mm -hmm. I will ask for your opinions if I need, if them. I need it. Mm -hmm. Um, Here's one to buy yourself time when you're making a hard decision. You just say, I'll have to sleep on it. I have a policy of not making decisions right away. Oh. So just telling someone, yeah, like if it's if it's something you're like, do I have a boundary with this? Am I going to be okay with doing oh, this? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Instead of making a quick decision. Right. You can just say, let me just let me sleep on it and think about it and and see how that works out. 
um, to back out of a commitment you've made. So if you like make a commitment and then you're like, fuck, this is not, yeah, I shouldn't have said yes to this. Um, I think that, so here's, here's where it gets a little tough. Don't do this to somebody like the day before something's supposed to happen, like that you're supposed to do something for someone. Yeah. <laughs> but if you have plenty of time, yeah, then I feel like it's okay. Um, but to say, I know I agreed to blank, um, but after looking to my ske- look after looking at my schedule, I now realize I won't be able to give it my best attention. And then you can also go a little further if you want and say, I'd like to help you find her somebody else to do this for you by the end of the week or something. Yes. And I, and I read that in one of the articles about work where it was like something similar to that, but it said, but if this is more important than the tasks you've already given me, mm. if we could take those off, I could then do that for you. Oh, that's but I cannot good. do both. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. I thought that was a good one too. Yeah. Um, and then the next part of that is to, when you're setting your boundaries, there's no need. This is where I have to practice a lot. <laughs> there is no need to defend, debate, or over-explain your feelings. Be firm, gracious, and direct. When faced with resistance, just repeat mm-hmm. your statement or request. Yes. So you just have to keep saying it is not okay for you to comment on my weight. Yes, because they'll try to justify yeah. and they'll try to over explain themselves as to why that wasn't a bad thing. And I'm just trying to tell you that you look really great because yeah. I think you lost a few pounds. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm just trying to help you. Yeah. Or yeah. Mm, yeah. Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> crazy, crazy things. Crazy things can happen. People get a little whack. Um, then the last part of this in, in setting your boundaries is to back it up with action. Whew, here we go, guys. Can we do this? Stay strong. If you give in, you invite people to ignore your needs. And then we go back up to the, when someone oversteps your boundaries, they're letting you know that what you want doesn't matter. And then what you're saying to them is that's okay. <laughs> it is so important to keep the boundary. Yeah. Regardless of the pushback. Yes. Yeah. Stand strong. But that's why you've thought it through. Right. For a very long time. And yeah. you've asked yourself all the questions. So you don't question yourself. Yeah. When you say, no, I cannot do that. Mm-hmm. Because you've already gone over it all in your head and said, this is the boundary I need to make. And this is why. This is why I said no. Mm-hmm. And I'm worthy of that no and this reasoning and this boundary. Yeah. Where if you just like, you know, say it out of nowhere. I almost said willy nilly and that's such another old person. God, apple cart, willy nilly. God, bless America. I'm so old. So if you just throw out there some sort of boundary, how, how are you going to back that up with, you know, conviction if you have no idea why you said it? Why? Right. Right. Yeah. So like, for example, last night, and it was so funny because I was like doing research and stuff and taking notes. And Randy didn't know like what we were even doing our episode on. So he doesn't know what I'm like researching and looking up. Yeah. And Willow, our daughter, she's eight. She comes into our bedroom and a boundary that we have set is that they cannot come into our bedroom without knocking on the door. Okay. So even if the doors open, Mm -hmm. they need to just quickly knock and say, may I come in? Mm hmm. Uh, because like, and here I am explaining over explaining, I shouldn't have to, but I'm just going to tell you, like they'll get wild in my room because my room is the, 
like one of the the energy completely yes yes and it's one of the bigger rooms in our house it's a pretty large space and so they'll get like wild in there they'll start wrestling and like chasing each other and like throwing like the ball for the dog and then the dog gets all wound up and everything and I'm like this is supposed to be my sanctuary (laughs) (laughs) and then I get mad I'm like get the fuck out yes yes getting all angry so Willow comes like busting in the room and she's like already talking like we're watching a show together she's already mid-sentence when she comes in because the child literally never stops talking (laughs) and so she's like already mid-sentence and she's like talking about some like game on her Chromebook that she has from school and so she just plops down next to Randy and she's like going through and showing him all this stuff and he was like honey He's like, I need you to take a second and think about how you just entered this space. And she's like, oh, I'm sorry, daddy. So she just keeps going. (laughs) So he's like, he goes, listen, I'm going to let you finish showing me this one thing. Uh He said, but when you are done with this, you need to go into your room. It is bedtime. I'm going to come tuck you in. Like it's, you need to go in your room and just relax. Yeah. It was like eight o'clock. It's not like it was like super late or anything. Um, but still. (laughs) So I was like, okay, all right. I'm watching this all unfold. And so she leaves the room and like (laughs) probably 90 seconds later, she comes in with her Pokemon binder with like all of these Pokemon cards. And she's like, let me show you all the the cards. And and he's like, for the love of God, woman, (laughs) we just had this conversation. She's like, Oh, sorry dad so she left that time and then probably another 90 seconds goes by and she comes in with a guitar what <laughs> willow this character listen this girl she's hilarious i want so her love energy her. i know but she, she's she is that weird kid but that like that i adore the weird that she is yeah, like it's sure. she's just so great and so she's like i wrote a song and we're like you've been gone five seconds like how did she write a song and he so he pulls her aside and he like sits her down on the bed and he was like i have this is the third time now that you have disrespected a boundary that i set for you and i was like oh mike drop dad like holy shit good job and you know i'm just watching but then like here's where i get suckered in though and she's like Oh, okay. I wrote a song. All I wanted to do was perform I it know. for you. And you're I just know. like, oh my God. So I'm like looking at him like, you know, like let her perform the song. I know. And he's like, no, like giving that, you know, telepathic yeah. communication we yeah. have like back and forth. And he's like, no, we already said no. So he's like, we will, how about this? He's like, go practice it some more. You can have 15 minutes to practice in your room and we will watch it tomorrow. So she's like, okay. So she leaves um, and then slides this thing under the door. <laughs> and it's a, it's an advertising poster <laughs> for her, her concert the next day to purchase tickets. Please take one. Oh my God. <laughs> she's like, you know, like when you see flyers. She's so extra. And they, she is. And they have like the, yes, the, 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 slot, ed- the edges yeah. that you can pull off, like yeah. the phone numbers and stuff. She has one for each of us to pull off as our ticket for our show tonight. So we have a concert to attend tonight. Oh, of my Willow's, goodness. Um, original music on her guitar Please. that she made up in the five seconds. Videotape it for me. <laughs> I will. 
I must see that. But those are like the parenting boundaries. It's that so hard. It's so hard. Because Avery will do the same thing. And, to, and Mike's so much better at the boundaries. And I'm like, but then he'll look at me and be like, but I just love you so much, oh. mommy. And I missed you. I just really like, I. you're my favorite person. Oh. And I'm like, come here. I know. <laughs> I, I clear I am I am bad I am very bad with boundaries with that child I I agree and so here's what where I was like but is this necessary like do you have to do that so what I started to read about is that by doing that we're teaching them how to do it for themselves sure. and that's where I'm like Ugh, yeah. all right I, I can get on board I guess yeah because <laughs> it's like if it were just that you know, it didn't have to do with and that part of it. the other thing is that it's not that whole, like, out of nowhere, Yeah, you're going to throw this thing and start screaming at them. Yes. That's different. Yeah. This is like, I already told you. Right. Like, the boundary is knock. Yeah. The boundary is you need to go in your room. Yeah. You know, this is where we're at here. Mm-hmm. This is my space. This is my time. So it's not like, get the hell out of my room. Right. What the yeah. hell? Yeah. You're so loud. You know, what? I don't know. And, and so there's a big difference between spouting off like that mm-hmm. and taking them by surprise. Right. As opposed to um, something they know. Mm-hmm. And that's so we have to we'll have to like interrupt and be like, guys, what's the rule? Yeah. And then they ha- they come they can say it themselves. We're not supposed to play in here. Yeah. <laughs> like, OK, so and they're yeah. like, we're leaving. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I think parenting is a hard one. I think your partner, friendships, parents, geez, I mean, all of it is a very challenging place to hold boundaries, mm-hmm. work. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I think that it's just practice. Yeah. And really figuring out what matters to you. Yeah. So this is like a really embarrassing one that Randy had to set with me. Because I have no filter. So tell the whole I know. World. I'm just going to tell Why everybody. Not? Why Go not? Go for it. Um, well, I feel like it's it's important to own up. <laughs> it is so important to Transparency, own up. Transparency, guys. Yeah. We want to be authentic. So, like, I don't have a filter. So, like, if I'm, you know, something is bothering me about Randy, instead of me trying to think of some nice way of saying it, I'll just blurt out whatever's in my brain. And so he had to say to me, he's like, you know... He's like, I don't know if you realize this. He's like, but sometimes you you can be kind of mean. <laughs> and I was like, I am really sorry. Because he was like, it really hurts my feelings. And I was like, I that is the last thing I ever, ever want to do. So he had to set a boundary with me like to say, like, before you tell me something, can you just like reword it in your brain first? Yeah. <laughs> into a way that you know that that I'm going to receive it a little bit better. Think about how I'm going to receive this knowing me. And so I'm like, okay. And it has changed our conversations a lot. It's changed like, cause he would be like quick to anger with me mm-hmm. and he would get defensive and like mm-hmm. say something like kind of shitty to me. And, and like, I wouldn't really, I'm like, why is he being so shitty with me? All like, I it, did it, was tell you yeah. what I didn't want you to do. Exactly. Or all I did was tell you, you look like a homeless mangy deer. I don't understand I've why. I've never heard her say that before. <laughs> I don't uh. understand why you're so <laughs> mad at me. Like, <laughs> but yeah, like, so for that. I honest to God, like wasn't 
aware? I wasn't. And I thought I was joking. Like, well, no, I know I was joking. But for him, it wasn't a joke. You know, like for him, that was something that he took personally. And so I had to just say, like, it doesn't matter if this is a joke to me. It's not a joke to him. Sure. And so that's a boundary that I need to respect of his. Yeah. And that goes back to communication. Yeah. Over communicate, folks. Yeah. Over communicate. Unless you're trying to text Glennon Doyle. Because my fa- I knew this story about her before she did this in the podcast, and I am a- a mesmerized by it. Um, she doesn't text back. Oh. It's just common knowledge to everyone in the world that she will not get back to you. So can everybody just know- have that common knowledge about me? <laughs> um, I do have that knowledge about you. I know. And... The thing with me and texting is that I will get back to every single person mm-hmm. and it will be on my list of things to do if I haven't done it. Yeah. And it will stress me out at some point. Right. So I guess she was even saying, though, like because of that boundary, like it's like becoming kind of an issue. But they her and her sister were talking about texting and how. This whole texting social media makes it so we're available 24-7 at anybody's whim. Right, right, right. You're never really doing anything without your entire contact list Mm -hmm. not being there next to you. Yeah. Because if you don't respond in a certain amount of time, people think, like, you're dead. Yeah. Or you're mad. Or you're mad. That's the big one with everybody with me thinks I'm mad at them. Yeah. So I, I think that... I guess what I was trying to figure out for myself is what's a medium? Like, what's a happy medium? You know, how do I not feel obligated to respond to every single person immediately? And without being like, I like to communicate with people. I'd much prefer texting you than calling. Mm -hmm. And by you, I don't mean you. I know. Because I do call (laughs) you. Because it's... um, But anyways, so... I don't know. I don't know. I think that there is that demand, that on demand that we have that causes that cortisol and that stress. And I'm not sure what the boundary is to make that so that you are still able to communicate with people, but at the same time, not a slave to the entire rest of the universe. Yeah, exactly. You know, I've been seeing this post going around on Instagram And I don't have the exact wording in front of me, but it was um, something to the effect of just because you see your friend commenting and liking on things on social media doesn't mean that if you text them and they don't respond to you, that they're mad at you or they don't want to, you know, talk to you or anything. It just means that they may just be emotionally tapped for the day. Like that that's it. Like they don't have it in them to be responding to text messages or to engage in like a full-on conversation they just are able to just like make a quick comment of like oh I like this picture or you know something like that their terms you know what I mean like you're when you're not communicating with someone when you're just like commenting on something or scrolling right which is a whole nother thing uh you're not necessarily like in communication with someone I think the other thing is guys is that if you're anything like me you forgot oh yeah Oh yeah, I'll keep I texts forgot. on red now because I would open them 
and then forget to respond if I couldn't respond to it right then. And it's and it's annoying when people do it to me, but I do it to them all the time. Yeah. I forget. I just mm-hmm. completely forget. And then when I realize it, I'm like, oh, shoot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's difficult. It's difficult to be in communication with that many people all the time. Yeah. So I know we've talked about the Real Depression Project before on Instagram. My um, favorite. I know. It's my favorite account that I follow. Um, Amy and I both love it. One of their posts from um, a little bit ago, it actually wasn't that long ago, was they put up the hardest lesson I learned in 2021 was that learning to value yourself sometimes means losing friendships and relationships. When I started putting in boundaries, some congratulated me while others insulted me. And it took uh, it, it taught me a lot. So they say boundaries are essential for your mental health. Without them, it can lead to burnout, self-neglect, and people taking advantage of you. And while there may be an adaptation period for others as they adjust to this new dynamic, negative reactions can be a sign that you're not doing something wrong, but that the other person may be taking you for granted. Because I'm sure you've heard or read a lot of times that like the only people who are going to suffer from you putting in boundaries are the people who've been taking you for granted for a long time Mm -hmm. and it's like inconveniencing them by putting in this boundary Um, but the uh, other part of this post says it may be hard but it's important to be at peace with the fact that some may not accept them but that isn't yours to carry oh that's so hard to remember yeah and it's not it's not it's not yours to carry and it's not your job to make them to abide by your boundaries right yep that's just showing you know That right now in your life today, that person is not meant to be in it. Right. Um, There's a couple more that I just wanted to mention that um, this was another post from the female lead on Instagram. I also really enjoy that account, too. It's um, the underscore female underscore lead. And uh, this is things that no means no applies to apart from Mm -hmm. sex. So, of course, sexual boundaries are a huge thing. We want to make sure that we set those clearly. But there are some other things, hugs, touch, and physical affection. And um, this is something that Randy's actually working on because he would, and I I know I've talked about this on the show before, where he would um, just tell the kids, go give your mom a hug. And it's like, it would be at a point sometimes where I was like completely touched out Mm -hmm. and like overstimulated. And that just was not going to be something that was helpful for me at the time. And how do you look at your kid and say, don't hug me? Right. So like I would, I just told him, I was like, please stop saying that to our kids. If they come and ask me for a hug, I'm going to give them one, but don't put it on them either. Cause then you're also forcing a, something on them that may not be in their capacity at the time. Like that you, they may not want. I mean, that's, that's something that I've also been reading quite a bit about. Yeah. I, uh, you know, that whole idea of forced. Yes. Physical uh, affection. Physical affection mm-hmm. and forced thank yous and all yeah. of that stuff we do to our kids. Right. Right gross uh another one that they <laughs> say do it, guys. is someone's time that they're not okay with giving up uh and this is a huge one because this is like such a uh, guys i feel like fucking peer pressure has gotten worse, worse. as Way i've gotten worse. older Way worse. like what is going on i don't feel like i ever was peer pressured this hard to like drink as I am now as a fucking adult alcohol is another big one like and it 
bothers me. Like when I would be hanging out with certain groups of people and they're like, why aren't you drinking? And I, cause I don't want to, I don't feel like it. Sure. I don't want to drink. And, and they're like, Oh, you're no fun. And you're no whatever. And like, you know, just have a drink, just one, just one. How about you have one? And then they'll just like open one and give it to you. And I'm like, dude, like respect the freaking boundary, man. Right. I said, I didn't want one. Right. Plus you don't know what's going on. Like in someone's life or, but it doesn't matter. If you just don't want to have a drink, you shouldn't have to have a drink. <laughs> yeah. Um, drugs and substances. That's another one. And um, things which they have a phobia of. Like, don't make people. Oh, my gosh. Go in a haunted house. No, do not make me go in a haunted right? house where somebody's going to jump not, out at me. Yes. Don't make people go up on heights. No. Don't make people. If, they're, if they don't, if that's a phobia they have or that's something that they don't enjoy, don't make them like if they say no they mean no so um that's one and then unwanted social interactions <laughs> <laughs> like let your people say no if they don't want to do something crimes or reckless activities again no means no and um here here's a real big one when a salesperson keeps pestering someone to buy something you can tell people at stores or MLM people <laughs> no I've just it's not it's not in my budget at this time it's not in my comfort zone mm -hmm. at this time it's not something I need at this time no thank you no, or thank just you. no thank you no thank you <laughs> yeah so it's everywhere you guys boundaries posted posts are posteds <laughs> the posteds of boundaries <laughs> Yeah, they are everywhere because I think that people are really trying to have healthier relationships and healthier lives themselves. And the highest form of self-care that you can give yourself is boundaries. Yeah. So that you are able to then have energy to do and care for the people that are in your world. Mm-hmm. So if I'm too busy taking care of a whole room of people that I don't even know <laughs> and protecting their peace... <laughs> and keeping harm harmony that I'm exhausted by the time I go home and I'm mean to my kids, you know, so you've yeah. got to really figure out where your energy is going to go. Set up boundaries, respect each other's boundaries, respect the shifts in relationships. Mm -hmm. That's so hard. It is. It's really hard. And friendships like, you know, mm -hmm. grow apart or, you know, or sometimes I put in a boundary so I can keep the friendship. Yeah. I love you so much. Right. That I'm putting this boundary in place because I want you in my life. Yeah. Yeah. So sometimes it's the other way too. So, you know, just respect the person's wishes. Yes is yes and no is no. Yes. My gosh. It's such like when we, we just have been teaching our kids, you know, no means no for how many years now. We just need to stick with that with just with more than just like sexual Right. Um, instances. Right. Exactly. Needs to be across the board. So we always love to hear from you. We will post a little bit about boundaries this week, but we would love to hear any information you have, any thoughts you have, any questions you have about boundaries. Um, maybe you have an interesting boundary you put in place that worked well. Yeah. Especially for the holidays. Like, tell us, you know. What are your tips? What are your tips? Um, and it could be with how... What you have to, what your responsibilities and obligations are, 
around the holidays? Have you put in boundaries of like, I'm not going or I'm not going to have that conversation occur? You know, what is it that you're going to do to keep your peace? Exactly. Because we have to keep our peace, peeps, to survive. (laughs) Yeah, we really do. Mm -hmm. So, you know, sometimes that just means different people in our worlds. Yeah, it's tough. It is tough. Thank you all so much for joining us. Please remember to jump over onto patreon.com slash unqualified therapist Inc. And um, join us in this, you know, venture forward in this next new year to stop the stigma um, surrounding mental illness and, you know, being healthy mentally. Yeah. We say in the beginning of all of our episodes that we're here to share our stories and share your stories. So please feel free to send those to us at unqualifiedtherapists at gmail.com. Or you can DM us on Instagram at unqualifiedtherapists. You can also follow us on Twitter at untherapists. And in that email, if you are interested in being on the show, we are finally open to new people. Yes. Inquiring. Um, Our website's not up yet, so the actual form isn't up. But you can just send us an email and tell us what you might want to chat about. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining us and have a wonderful week. We'll talk to you next week. Oh, yeah. Stay wild. And weird. (laughs) (laughs) This episode was brought to you by Sarah Simone and Amy Baumgartner. Theme song and other music provided by Epidemic Sound. Editing and production by Sarah Simone. To help us keep making episodes just like this, Join our fan club at patreon.com slash unqualified therapists, Inc. Follow us on Instagram at unqualified therapists, where you will find our link tree to all things here at the UT. If you have a story to tell or a topic you'd like us to discuss, email us at unqualified therapists at gmail.com. Until next week, warrior, hold on. We're going to make it. Shut it out, take it where we go. Where we go, where we go. Yeah.